This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 453. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 453. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Hope you are doing well. Hope that you are doing something a little bit summery today. We are, oh my gosh, we're already into or heading into the 4th of July week, which is weird (laughs) because it doesn't feel like a holiday week. It doesn't totally feel like summer. It's just this weird time. But I'm hoping that you have something fun planned for this holiday week and that you are getting into the swing of summer and getting into the swing of another new routine that's weird and different. (laughs) That's what we're doing over here. So officially being done with homeschooling and distance learning and trying to find a new sense of normal. And especially as things start opening up a a bit, really paying attention to what makes sense right now, what feels safe, what doesn't, so many things. And I know everyone is in this boat and there's just a lot of questions 
And then a lot of considerations being made on so many fronts as we continue moving through this 2020 that just keeps rocking our world. I want to share actually something that I posted on social media over on Instagram and Facebook, which you may have already seen, but I posted this in the middle of last week and I think it might be helpful. This is something that I've been noticing this year and definitely feeling right now. So in the middle of of a pandemic, in the middle of a cultural revolution, so many people's eyes are being opened in new and different ways. And there we're just, we're all being challenged over and over and over this year. And so what I posted on social media is that 2020 is the year of paradoxes, hard and beautiful, painful and magical, uncomfortable and powerful, fragile and resilient, angry and motivated, exhausted and fired up, sad and hopeful, scared and trusting, disillusioned and optimistic, weakened, but stronger than ever. They all get to coexist. This is the gift of 2020. And I think that there's days where I'm feeling a little bit like I can move forward and I can like get my feet back under me this year. And then there's days when I'm not feeling it. And it just continues to be you know, a lot of big, heavy decisions and big, heavy things to think through and process and work through and really a constant reconnection to core values, a constant reconnection to how do I want to show up and what conversations do I want to be having? How do I want to be showing up as a coach and as a leader? It's just ongoing. So for anyone else who's feeling a lot around all of that, just know that you're not alone. I'm feeling it with you. It's a little bit funny. I've talked about this before that a few years ago, I started noticing a lot of people in the coaching space identifying as being empaths. And they sometimes it seemed to me that people felt a little bit unable to take action because they were saying like, well, I'm just so empathic and I'm so, you know, I get bogged down by other people's stuff. Like I can't help but feel all the things all the time around, you know, because of the people around me or because of situations around me. And so, and that's just, you know, the journey of an empath. And so an empath is someone who really takes on other people's feelings, takes on big feelings sometimes that feel really burdensome around different situations because you can't help but internalize them and sometimes feel them as your own feelings versus noticing someone else's feelings. So an example would be, you know, if you have a friend who's going through a really awful time and they're in a ton of pain, then you take on that same pain and you, they might feel really, you know, stuck in their life or crippled in their life or really having to push pause. And you start to feel kind of that same way that like you have this what feels like sometimes a weird connection to like, I am owning someone else's pain and I'm unable to move forward. So there's been times when I felt like the journey of an empath has sounded like a little bit of a crutch where people have let themselves get stuck and been able to move forward. And I'm looking back now and like rolling my eyes at my former self because I've felt a lot of that in the last few months where I'm like taking on other people's feelings and taking on a bunch of things and then feeling really stuck and unable to move forward. And I'm like, oh, here I am. This happens to me all the time. Like the things that I used to roll my eyes at end up somehow becoming part of my life. And I this started happening to me in like junior high slash high school, I had a friend and she always had like funny slash weird injuries and illnesses and all these sorts of things. And I would always tease her, like not mean heartedly, but just give her a hard time about this stuff. And 
throughout my life, literally almost every single one of her kind of unique and different afflictions have become my unique and different afflictions. And I laugh so hard now because I'm like, oh my gosh, like that thing that happened to you when you were 18 that I thought was ridiculous, like that's happening to me now. And, you know, there's all sorts of funny examples around this where I'm like, oh, I get it now. I get it now. Like I've been there. And I think this happens a lot where we look at someone else's life or trajectory or something. And we're like, that's just ridiculous that they would be, you know, so stuck around that or unable to move through it or whatever. And then those are the things that end up consuming our own lives at some point, which is great, right? This is how we become more empathetic and how we become better learners and better leaders and all of those things. But it definitely in the moment feels like, oh, okay, I see you universe, like just laughing in my face. So I hope that that resonates with some of you who might be feeling like you are just taking on the heaviness of the world and fluctuating in terms of like feeling like you have a varying ability on a day-to-day basis to move through things and to move forward. So with all that said, I know that there's a lot of things that we want to be doing and need to be doing right now as it relates to courage and practicing courage. And this is something we've been talking about for four years in the Shameless Mom Academy. This is not like new in 2020 or new in the current state of affairs that we need to be practicing courage. But I think that there are new ways that we are really seeing the significance of practicing courage. And we're seeing an understanding on a whole new level, the discomfort of practicing courage and some of the risks associated with practicing courage, because we are in the middle of many invitations to practice courage in new, different, uncomfortable, scary, painful ways right now. And so I want to talk about small ways to build big courage, because I think that oftentimes when we think about courageous acts, they can feel like a leap. They can feel really big and really scary and really daunting. And sometimes we miss some of the smaller subtleties that we can practice that will allow us to take a courageous step and make it not so big and daunting. And we can actually look at things from a little bit more of an objective point of view and be able to stand on our power in a little bit stronger way in order to take the next courageous step without it feeling so big, so cumbersome, so terrifying, and so overwhelming. So that's what I want to talk about today. These five small ways that we can be building courage on a regular basis. And I want you to think about what do you want to be doing right now to practice courage? And regardless of whether it's something really small or something really big or something that feels really risky or vulnerable versus something that's, you know, maybe less risky or vulnerable, I want you to really think about what, how are you practicing courage right now? You know, there's different ways of practicing courage as it relates to things reopening up in COVID and what education might look like for you, your family, your kids next year, how you maybe are integrating time with other families this summer or time with friends this summer. There's also, you know, getting back into the workplace and think, I mean, there's all sorts of ways that we're having to practice courage around that. And then we look at this cultural revolution and we look at opportunities to practice courage around having hard conversations about showing up as a leader with your beliefs around taking a stand on one side or the other to say like, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in and having those uncomfortable conversations sometimes on social media where it just feels like everyone's screaming at everyone and it doesn't always feel productive. Then there's also practicing courage with having uncomfortable conversations with people you might be really close to or deciding that you want to lead uncomfortable conversations in different communities that you're in or lead different conversations within an organization, maybe in the workplace, maybe in your kid's school, maybe in some sort of other organization that you're a part of. So there's all these layers. And on top of that, there's just like 
you know, the daily practicing of courage that goes with like wanting to be better in your career or wanting to be better in motherhood or wanting to be more independent, you know, solidifying your identity as a woman outside of marriage and motherhood. They're, like those are the things we've been talking about for four years, right? So they're even prior to the landscape of 2020, there's all these ways that we need to be practicing courage and that we want to be practicing courage in order to live in our core values in order to be better leaders, in order to build a better legacy and a legacy that our kids, that make it really clear to our kids what we stand for and how we impacted the world. And that we've been talking about for four years on the show. And now we have these added layers of having to show up in unprecedented times, which I know that word is like so overused as it relates to 2020, but I mean, it's true, right? So as it relates to unprecedented times in 2020, we have very unique opportunities to practice courage right now. And some of them feel really, really risky. The stakes feel much higher. You know, having an uncomfortable conversation with a partner versus an uncomfortable conversation with a family member on Facebook, like those are two different things, right? I'm having an uncomfortable conversation in the workplace versus maybe with your kid, two different things. So I know that we are all experiencing these new opportunities to practice courage and really step into courageous places in very new, different and big ways that I think you can feel super naked walking in, right? Like just extreme levels of vulnerability that can feel really high risk. So let's dive into the five ways to build big courage. And let's start with number one. Number one is understand the harm of complacency. So the first small way to build big courage is to just check yourself on the harm of complacency and look and see like, if I don't take courageous action in this moment or in this phase or this season, what is the harm of staying put and staying quiet and staying in the status quo and not taking action? And if we look at it from that perspective, we can often see harm. And so, you know, the harm might be like lack of an opportunity to grow, lack of an opportunity to build a stronger relationship with someone, but it can also be the harm of being quiet about something that really needs to be brought to the light that could really help someone, that could really change someone else's life path trajectory. And so I think there's a lot of awareness being brought to the forefront right now around the harm of complacency and that silence is, you know, can make you complicit in someone else being harmed over and over and over again. And so we're looking at and needing to recognize this harm of complacency. And so there might be times where you're like, okay, you know, right now I don't need to take this action step or to push pause on this for a minute makes sense. And then there might be other times where you're able to recognize oh, wait, if I choose to not take this courageous action, here's the harm of complacency. Here's the harm of not doing anything. Because if we can recognize that harm of complacency, then it can become more clear that, oh, wait, I do actually need to take that courageous step. Like this actually is a no brainer now. This makes the decision much easier when I can understand the harm of complacency, when I can understand the risks associated with not taking the courageous action and not taking that next courageous step. And so we often, we think about the, you know, how scary it might be or how fearful we might be of doing the thing that's courageous, but let's look at what are the dangers of doing nothing. So looking at that harm of complacency, and that often can be a filter that can give us this like, pretty quick judgment around whether or not we should do something. So that's number one, understanding the harm of complacency. Maybe there is some harm, maybe there's not, it's gonna be different from one situation to the next, 
But if you understand that from an objective point of view, then you're going to probably be able to make a decision much more quickly and much more clearly. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption and liver toxicity which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home so like the installation free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Number two, check yourself on your rational versus irrational thought patterns. So when we are looking at taking courageous action, we often have a whole lot of 
rational thoughts and a whole lot of irrational thoughts. And we often let those irrational thoughts take the forefront and own the stage and run the conversation in our head. And we let them hold us back from actually taking the next courageous step. And so let's talk about, you know, going for a raise at work. So when we decide that we want to go ask for a raise at work, we have many rational thoughts like I deserve this. I've been here for four years. Here's my qualifications. Here's how I have gone above and beyond all these different times. Here's how I am objectively qualified for this. Here's how I've grown over the years and how I've added value to the company. And then we have irrational thoughts around, well, but no one else got a raise this year. And well, it's a pandemic right now. So, you know, is this unfair of me to even ask for this? And actually, you know, Bob in accounting, he actually really probably deserves this more than me. Or Susie, who sits over, you know, two desks down, she's really been working hard too. So we start to get in these irrational thought patterns around comparison and around really critical self-judgment and second guessing ourselves, and that can hold us back. So you need to ask yourself, what is true? This episode is supported by my very own upcoming free workshop. So this is your personal invitation to come join me for a 90-minute free virtual workshop called Five Mindset Resets You Need to Shine Like a Mother. So during this workshop, you will discover my five simple mindset resets that will help you create less self-doubt and negative self-talk and a ton more courage, confidence, and clarity in your life every damn day. So this workshop is a workshop I've done before. So if you missed it a few months ago, you definitely want to be there this time. This workshop is specifically for shameless moms who desire more courage and more confidence, especially with everything going on in the world right now. It's designed for moms who are looking to take more powerful and purposeful action in their daily life, which I know many of you are wanting to be really intentional about during these times. This is also for those of you who are looking to retrain negative thought patterns into positive thought patterns so you can stop feeling stuck in your stories and your struggles and start moving forward in your power with a sense of momentum. It's also for you if you want to be stronger and more intentional as a leader and It is for you if you are craving connection with other badass, shameless moms. This will be a really fun conversation, a really fun workshop where you will learn a ton. You will learn how to implement changes that will change your life in dramatic ways that are small and simple things that have big impact. I don't want you to miss this. We're meeting on July 15th at 4 p.m. Pacific. That's 7 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a ton of fun, a lot of education, and you are going to walk away feeling a little more shameless for sure. So if you want to join me, all you got to do is go to shamelessmom.com shine to sign up for this free workshop. Again, just go to shamelessmom.com shine and you can sign up for free. I can't wait to see you on Wednesday, July 15th. So when you are looking at taking a courageous step, check on those irrational versus rational thought patterns and ask yourself what is true. And if it's true that, you know, in this example, that you've been in the workplace for a long time, you've been loyal, you've grown, you've been overperforming for, you know, X amount of time, you know that you add tremendous value to the company, you know there's no one that can do it the way that you do. If all those things are true, oh my gosh, 100% go ask for the raise. 100%. And here's the thing, no matter what happens, and this actually just happened to a member of ours in our membership community over at Momentum Mamas. So she totally deserved to like go in and ask for this raise. It didn't go very well. And that was a clarifying moment for her. When someone in the workplace decided that they weren't able to see her value 
and they weren't willing to have the conversation around that, then all of a sudden she was like, oh, so now I know I don't want to stay here. Like this can be a stepping stone, but I'm not here to give my all to this company if they're not going to see me for who I am and value me for my true worth in terms of my contributions. And that is so powerful. So that's a really great example of how even taking that courageous step, it doesn't always turn out the way you want it to, but it is so clarifying. And so ask yourself what is true. Before she was going in to ask for this raise, we talked about in Momentum Mamas, we talked about what is true in the situation. And she was able to be very clear and objective around what is true right now, even though there was irrational thought patterns that we always have around our worth and around who's most qualified and should I ask now and is it the right time and blah, 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 all those things. But we were able to help her hone in on what is true right now, made it super clear about these objective statements about why you are qualified to ask for this raise or to ask for a promotion, and then to go in have that conversation, which no matter how it turns out is always amazing practice in terms of being a self-advocate, in terms of pushing yourself to grow, in terms of stepping into discomfort, like all those things. And then being able to look at that situation objectively on the back end and recognize, okay, so what is more clear to me now? What did I learn from practicing that courage and from the outcome of it? And how am I going to use that going forward? And she was able to use that information and use that experience to actually have more power moving forward rather than sitting back in this complacent place of wondering like, well, should I ask or shouldn't I ask? And what if they say this and what if they say that? To get objective around what is true and to go for it and then have new information to which she could make new decisions moving forward and make more powerful decisions moving forward. Number three Use a power pause to step back and be objective. So we just talked about what is true. The next thing I want to say about this is we need to look at what is true and we need to look at what are the stories you're telling yourself. And this actually coincides a lot with the rational versus irrational thoughts. But when you can leverage a power pause, which means like, do not be responsive in the moment, push pause in order to step back and really think what is true right now and what are the stories I'm telling myself. So when we Often when we're looking at practicing courage, we, not often, but sometimes, and there's been some times recently that I know this has pertained to me, there's been times where I've wanted to fix something really quick in order to move forward. And fixing something really quick, while it required courage in the moment, if I didn't push pause to think it through, I wasn't able to make the best decision moving forward. So the quick reactive decision was courageous but was not necessarily the best decision. And what I've really learned in the last few months is that when I give myself a little bit of time to process, which is very hard for me because I'd really like to just fix things really quickly and move on. But when I give myself a little bit of extra time to process, I can actually come up with a much more well thought out response and step into courage in a different way that gives me power, that creates clarity, that allows me to see what is true from an objective point of view and allows me to see what are the stories I'm telling myself. So we often make up big, huge stories about things. And my friend Jessica Butts talks about this. She's a former therapist in therapy. There's this model called in psychology, there's a model called the ladder of inference, which I did a whole episode on a while ago. And the ladder of inference is like where we take a piece of information or a piece of data or something that happened, a situation or circumstance, and we build a whole story around it. So a thing happened and we create a thought or a judgment around it. And then that leads us to other thoughts. And so 
just random example, you know, we post something on social media, someone reacts in a negative way, and we create this whole huge story about like, well, they hate me, and they're ignorant, and we can never have a relationship again. And like, we just immediately start climbing this ladder up all these rungs about how awful things are. And like, we could, this can never be repaired. And then like two days later, the same person might send you a message on Facebook to be like, hey, I had a really rough day the other day. And I was just being super cranky. And I know I left a really nasty comment. I just wanted to let you know I went and deleted it. It wasn't about you. I was just having a bad day. And I totally took it out in the wrong place. These things happen all the time. But in a heightened emotional state, we make up huge stories about it. And we make it all about us. And we make it all about the wrong things. And we we can jump to conclusions that are completely untrue. And they can be so damaging. And they can be so overwhelming. And they can take up a ton of energy. So if we can push a power pause to look at something objectively and look at like, okay, what's actually happening here versus what is the story I'm making up around this, then we often can be much more clear around the right next step and what the most appropriate step in courage could look like and should look like and makes the most sense right now. So that power pause can be really, really critical and deciding and deciphering using some discernment around what is the next right step and what is the next right courageous step that is going to have the outcome that I truly desire. Not just the next reactive step or the next thing that might be like a quick shot of courage, but not well thought out for like long-term growth or long-term impact. And this can be really, really helpful. So I always recommend, and I've had to like stop myself, you know, you get an email or a message somewhere on Instagram, wherever you get a message somewhere and you just immediately want to fire something back, just push pause for a minute. Just push pause, let it breathe, give it 24 hours, which is really hard. But I promise you, you will have new thoughts that are more well-formulated and more clear over the course of 24 hours that will allow you to take the next courageous step that is more in alignment with your core values that allows you to step into who you want to become versus just someone who wants to like push through things, get them done, be a fixer and move forward. So thinking about who you are becoming versus how you just want to fix something really quick in the moment can be really, really powerful when we use that power pause and we can really consider who we are becoming, where we want to go in any situation. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood 
understood explains and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. So this leads us right into number four. Number four is know, own, and constantly refer to your core values. So being intimately connected with your core values. So this is not just something that you have on a post-it note. It's not something you have up on a wall. It's not something you have in a Google doc that you never look at. Being really clear on your core values and constantly referring to them and using them as a filter through which you make decisions and through which you make judgment calls. And so when we look at that power pause back at number three, we can use our core values to help us determine next steps. And so I'll use the example, two of my core values, compassion and integrity. So if I'm in the process of making a big decision and I want to practice courage and I'm feeling like stomach is in knots, I don't know quite what to do. I'm trying to decide between option A and option B. I can take that power pause. And then when I'm in that power pause, I can look at what are my core values that speak to the situation right now? What core values do do I need to lean into and really own right now? If I lean into and own compassion and integrity as two of my top core values, how does that impact the next step I'm going to take that's in terms of stepping into my courage and taking courageous action. And that oftentimes makes things so much more clear. If I know that compassion and integrity are the things that I want to stand on in this situation, are the values that I want to stand on in this situation, then I'm going to have the uncomfortable conversation. I'm going to stand up for what's right. I'm going to do the thing that might make some other people mad or uncomfortable. I might lose followers. I might lose respect from certain people, but I'm going to stay in my core values and let that be the guide versus getting confused around, well, what if they say this? And what if they say that? And all of that, if we can know, own, and constantly refer to our core values, we will be able to quickly step into courage repeatedly because it will be so clear to us what the next right step is. And we will see the harm of complacency because we will recognize, I think, for the most part that our core values don't allow us to stay in complacency because we don't want to be that person who's causing harm by being complacent or complicit. And so if you don't have core values that are spelled out, if you don't have core values that you really, you know, have dialed in and that you're really using as a filter through which you can make decisions right now, go ahead and just Google core values. You will get a list of a few hundred and you can just print it out and cross off the ones that don't resonate with you and narrow it down to like five. I've done this exercise multiple times and it can be challenging, but it can be so powerful. And when you have these core values that you can use as a filter, suddenly decision-making becomes 
totally different. It becomes more objective. It becomes more clear. It becomes more powerful. It becomes more obvious. And all of a sudden you don't have to sit in agony over decisions because you know what you're going to do. You know what the next right thing is. And so you take action based on that. And this has helped me so much in the last few months. So, so much. I mean, in like a laughable amount of situations in 2020, I've had to look at my core values and be like, okay, So here's a hard situation. What are my core values? And based on that, what's the next right step? And I feel like this is just like all I've been doing over and over again in 2020. And to have those core values and to be able to immediately recall them makes it so much more simple, not easy, but more simple to understand and define where to go from here and what to say and how to show up and who I want to become. And really become objective, especially as it relates to, you know, other people and other people's opinions of me and other people's attitudes and other people's, you know, whatever they might be saying or whatever judgments they might be making to be able to step back from all that and to quiet the noise in order to be clear and objective about my own next steps and about who I am becoming and about how I'm showing up as a leader and about how I'm having impact and about how I'm going to, you know, impress upon other women how they can lead and how I'm going to make sure that I continue to show up in a way that inspires and motivates all of you all (laughs) to continue to show up and inspire your people, right? There's like this massive ripple effect. And if I can't see my own core values and own them, and I get so stuck in the muck with other people's junk, then I can't show up and serve you to have the impact that you are going to have on other people's lives. And that would be negligent and irresponsible, right? That would be the harm of complacency. So really looking at those core values for me very frequently and very objectively has helped me really be able to consistently step into my courage and be really clear around it and have like almost a formula through which I can work so that I can make sure that I'm continuing to move forward even when it feels heavy and hard and sticky and messy and all those things. Number five, take action every damn day. So A small way to build big courage is to practice it every single day. And every single day, it can be tiny little things. It doesn't need to be big, huge things. It can be tiny little things. It might be trying a new workout. It might be having one little uncomfortable conversation. It might be, you know, speaking up for something in a public place and being like, hey, actually, you know, that doesn't seem fair. Or, hey, what about this? I did this recently at a doctor's office. I had to go into it for a doctor's appointment. Oh, I had to go get an x-ray of my finger because I thought I had a broken finger. And so I go in for my x-ray and it's this tiny little imaging clinic because my doctor kindly did not want to send me to a big clinic or a big hospital. So she's like, just go to this little clinic. You're going to have like low exposure to other people. We can keep it as safe as possible in COVID. So I go in, There's it's this little tiny clinical office. There's one receptionist. There is one other person waiting for an appointment. And then this guy comes, and I'm waiting for an appointment. We're the only two people in the waiting room, 12 feet apart from each other. And then this guy comes in with a ladder and he's not wearing a mask. And this is right after things started opening up at all. Like I had put off getting this finger x-rayed for like two months. And this was my first time going to a medical appointment after COVID. So people had just started wearing masks. Masks were like a new thing. And so this in the office, they had a rule that they, in advance, they sent out a message to all patients like, hey, you need to show up. When you show up for your appointment, you need to wear a mask. We're going to have you socially distanced, blah, blah, blah. So this other woman waiting for an appointment and I were both wearing masks. This guy comes in with a ladder to fix the light bulb. So a maintenance guy not wearing a mask. And he's fixing a light bulb right above me. And he's like grunting as he's doing it. And all I'm thinking with every time he grunts is I'm like, oh, like 
little particles of spit are coming out of his mouth and landing on my head right now. <laughs> and so I went over and stood by the front desk and the receptionist asked me, she said, she's like, oh, is there something I can help you with? And I was like, no, I just assumed that everyone in here would be wearing a mask though, because we're in a medical facility. And she was very, very young and she was so uncomfortable. And so she looks over to the maintenance guy and she's like, hey, could you maybe put on a mask? And he was completely confused by the he was like what oh okay and he did but part of me thought like do I want to say anything like I know masks at this time they were kind of controversial as to whether or not they were effective and like all this stuff and I was like no dude like you don't get to walk into a medical clinic not wearing a mask like that's actually really inappropriate and really privileged and kind of gross and <laughs> like gross in many ways gross in terms of you know your power and also gross in terms of your germs and he put on the mask and it was fine. But when I left, I was like, I'm so glad I said something because I could have just not said anything. And I think these are the situations where we need, it's like really little opportunities to speak up and say something. And I don't like doing that. Like, I know you all think I love to like, you know, <laughs> just stand up and speak my mind all the time. I like to speak my mind when it's comfortable here behind a microphone, but not necessarily in the middle of a tiny clinic where everyone's sitting in silence. And now everyone thinks I'm like the weird person asking people to wear masks, right? So I was glad that I did it because it was a little opportunity to practice courage. And these are the things that we want to be doing every day, little things to practice big courage. And here's the thing about taking action every damn day and practicing courage in small ways every damn day is this philosophy of recency and frequency. So whatever you have done most recently and most frequently is what you are most likely to repeat. And so if you are someone who every single day takes a tiny little action step into your courage, you are someone who's going to continue doing that. If you are someone who always says no and pushes pause and thinks, well, I'm going to wait till it's a little safer, till things are a little more predictable, till I have more control, till it's a little more perfect, then you will continue to do that. So you get to decide who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person whose most recent behavior has been taking action and whose most frequent behavior is taking action? Then start doing that. And it's only a matter of doing it a couple times before you get on a roll and you have momentum in that direction. But if you are someone who sat in complacency for a long time, the easiest thing for you to do is going to be continuing to sit in complacency. So at some point, if you want to take courageous action, you're going to have to make that conscientious decision that I'm going to take one small step. And then the next day you take another small step. And now that is the thing that you have done most recently and most frequently. So really looking at taking action every damn day. So those are your five small ways to build big courage. And this is something that you can lean on, like put these on a post-it note in front of you so you can really look at them because there's a lot here. These are small things, but when you put them all together, they will really, really shift how you are able to make decisions and how you are able to practice courage on an ongoing basis that will really change the way that you have impact and that you create change and that you stand for doing better in the world and helping the world heal and become a better place for all people and become a safer place for all people. So again, I'll go through the list. Number one, understand the harm of complacency. Number two, check yourself on your rational versus irrational thoughts and ask what is true. Number three, use a power pause to step back and be objective, asking yourself again, what is true versus what are the stories you're telling yourself? Number four, know, own, and constantly refer to your core values. And number five, take action every damn day. I hope this was helpful. Share this out. Take a picture, take a screenshot on your phone of this episode and 
share it on Instagram, tag me in your stories. I'll share them right back. I love seeing when you share the episodes and I love having little conversations with you in my DMs. So always feel free to share the episodes and chat with me in my DMs and we can continue the conversation there. I hope that this is the beginning of a powerful week for you, a week that involves practicing courage, a week that involves using your power pauses and a week that involves leaning into your core values. Before I let you go, if you didn't already push pause and get yourself signed up for our five mindset resets, you need to shine like a mother workshop, go do that now. So again, just go to shamelessmom.com slash shine to get yourself signed up for this free workshop happening on Wednesday, July 15th. Again, just go to shamelessmom.com slash shine. I cannot wait to have you join me. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.